Hey, it's Mark. Uh, before we get started today, I thought I'd give you a little bit of my history with uh, buying groups. Uh, on the podcast today with me uh, is Mike Bodwin. He's the executive vice president of AllPro. Uh, AllPro is headquartered in Florida. They're probably the largest of the uh, dealer-owned cooperative buying groups, but there are probably some others around the United States now. And my personal history is interesting. Uh, I was actually not a fan of buying groups when I first got into the business. My father had been a member of a of a local one. There were about 30 or 40 stores just here in New York. It was called Paint Fair. And I didn't like it because there were a lot of restrictions on us. So if Paint Fair were to negotiate a, a new deal with a vendor for, you know, some line of latex semi-gloss or some line of privately branded tape or something along those lines, you were required, you were obligated. Uh, to get into the program. And, and so what we ended up finding out was there was a lot of inventory around the store that just didn't fit what it was we were trying to do individually. The, the group was more interested in dealers trying to support what they were doing as a group, uh, more so than what uh, the dealers were trying to do individually or independently from each other and, and then the group supporting that. And uh, AllPro's done a really good job. I've, I've been a member of AllPro for about 15 years. I go to all the shows. As you'll hear me talk about later, the, the networking and learning opportunities of these shows are tremendous. But also, there's another reason to join one of these groups, and that is the, the, the programs. And so we, we have a fair amount of the AllPro branded stuff in our stores, you know, well in excess of, of the number of lines that we're required to keep as an AllPro dealer. But I do it based on the ones that work for me in my stores. And that's a different model than some of the other ones have, have done. And so I've really sort of changed my view on the buying groups uh, because of that experience. You know, uh, AllPro has uh, fees associated with it and there's some costs associated with it. And, and so to me, I look at it and think, listen, I just want to recover those costs that I put in. And then obviously all the benefits. Once I do that, all the other benefits are, are included. And, and for us, we, we do buy a fair amount, uh, direct. We, we buy, uh, Benjamin Moore direct and build through all pro. Uh, we buy Pratt and Lambert direct and build through all pro. We buy Rustoleum direct and build through all pro. And there are a couple of other examples. And, and so the little extra 1%, 2% on those add up enough that that alone pays for the the cost of the group. And then I get all of the other benefits, like the marketing benefits of having something that I probably wouldn't be able to have on my own. You know, if I was just a standalone two-store, you know, Benjamin Moore and Pratt and Lambert dealer, uh, I wouldn't be able to have branded tape un unless it was 3M. Uh, I wouldn't be able to have branded abrasive papers unless it was Norton or 3M. And with the all-pro branded stuff, I can have whatever it is that I want. I can have uh, caulking branded. I can have tape branded. I can have rags branded. I have all of that stuff available to me, but I'm not required to take it in. And because I'm protected, because there are no other uh, all pro dealers allowed in my area because it's dealer owned, I'm, I'm one of the owners, so I wouldn't let another dealer step on my own toes. Uh, because of that, the brand, while it's true, it doesn't say Tremont paint on there. It's not quite that unique, but it's unique enough that you really can't buy it anywhere else around either one of my stores. And so, in fact, I, I do have a, a branded store. Uh, and so it gives me some advantages. I have the value of the, of the branding 
Benjamin Moore on the door. I have the value of the branding of, of All Pro on the door. That's added to the value that I have for the branding of just my own stores being in those neighborhoods for 110 years. So anyway, I, I think it's an interesting topic for sure. All Pro is an important player. Uh, in the industry. Uh, you'll hear Mike tell you a little bit about their size, 300 dealers, 1,700 stores. They represent an enormous percentage of volume nationwide for many of the manufacturers that we deal with. They, they represent, uh, they're the largest customer of Pratt & Lambert in the United States. They represent uh, in excess of 50% of the total volume of Benjamin Moore. They do many, many millions of dollars with Rust-Oleum. So, they're a significant player, and so I thought that the topic might be interesting. So let me turn it over to Mike, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mark My Words. Mark My Words is the only podcast produced exclusively for the independent paint retailer and other stakeholders in the independent dealer channel. I'm your host, Mark Lipton. Thank you for listening. With me today is Mike Bodwin. Mike is the executive vice president of AllPro. AllPro is a member-owned cooperative of independent paint retailers. Mike, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So there's, I think a lot of dealers uh, know what AllPro is, but but just why don't we do a, a quick summary from you on on what exactly AllPro is, just for the few that, that don't know. Sure, I appreciate it. And it's, it's basically what you opened up with, that we are a member-owned um, buying cooperative. And by that, each member owns an equal share of the group. Uh, it's made up of around 300 members that represent around 1,700 retail locations. Uh, a typical member for us is a family-owned company that can have anywhere between one location and 100 locations. Uh, the common denominator amongst all of them are they are professional paint stores, and uh, they cater mostly to the professional trade. And so within AllPro, there's some sort of management structure that you sit at the top of. Why don't you give us a little taste of, of what runs the group and then also what you specifically do for the group? Sure, but you're being too kind to me sit on top of. <laughs> I feel like I, uh, you know, I obviously answer to the 300 members and right. all of our suppliers and right. everybody that make up the group. Um, and in fairness, in, in, sure. let, me, in, let me interrupt you for two seconds. I should also uh, clarify for anybody listening, I am, uh, my store is Tremont Paint. We are members of AllPro. So just so that there's no uh, misunderstanding about where I stand in here, I am a member of AllPro. I've never been involved in the management of it, but I am a member of it. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, our structure is uh, the executive vice president, which, which I am, reports to a board of directors. The board of directors is made up of nine of our members. And in conjunction with the board of directors is a sundry committee that's also made up of nine of our members. And we also have a decorating committee that's made up of anywhere between six to nine members. So the members are very involved at all levels of the decision making in terms of the suppliers that we bring on, helping to negotiate the programs, and the board of directors specifically in the major decisions of the group. Uh, internally, we have uh, around 25 employees. We have a director of marketing. Uh, who also is our uh, VP of merchandising at this point. He's transitioned into a new position. We have marketing coordinators. We have account reps. We have three distribution centers and hopefully soon to be four distribution centers. So we have the infrastructure to handle that as well in terms of a uh, operations manager, a merchant over the uh, actual distribution centers and accounting staff to handle that as well. In addition, we also have uh, warehouse people that actually run the warehouses 
And we also have a business development team made up of uh, four business development managers, all of which are from our industry. Uh, their function is to call on our members, help them leverage uh, the programs that we put together, as well as help us sell our all-pro brand, which is a major part of our group. So I was actually, as you were finishing up there, I was thinking about a question about the all-pro brand, because I, I think when you mentioned that you have somebody uh, just responsible for marketing, I, I think to a large extent, you're speaking of the all-pro brand, well, is that correct? The all-pro brand would be a piece of it, and part of the marketing function of our group is to put on our shows. And as you know from being a member, two of oh, our shows right. are right. some of the largest in the industry, and they are all-encompassing in terms of the planning and the detail to execute them. Right. They are outstanding. I've, I've been going to them for about 15 years now, which has been the length of my membership. And the value to me, as I've shared with you on a number of occasions, beyond uh, just being able to buy product cheaper, which of course I, I do, but beyond that, just the value of being able to speak to 300 other uh, independent paint retailers all in one spot. And generally speaking, a casual environment, we're all walking around wearing shorts and blue jeans. And so we're very, it's just a very comfortable environment. And so that's an important part of what you guys are doing. But I did want to spend a little bit more time talking about the All Pro brand. Sure. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the brand and, and what it encumbers? Right. And first of all, the, the brand is something that I see being a bigger part of the group in the future than it is today. And it's obviously a very large part today as well. But the strategy behind the brand is to take a product that is nationally recognized, that is uh, has great market penetration, and partner up with that supplier and put it in our brand. And the theory behind it is that you would sell that product to our member uh, for less money than they would buy the branded equivalent, very similar to many other um, non-branded products. They would be able to share the fact that who made this product to their contractors or their end users, uh, sell it to them for slightly less money than they'd buy the branded for, but the member would actually make more money selling it because of the fact that they could acquire it uh, for less money. In addition, it's exclusive to our group. So therefore, there is some protection uh, where they're not going to have to compete with any of the big boxes or some of their uh, local competitors uh, as a result of their work getting that placed. That's the strategy behind it. There's another part of it that I feel is equally as important to the group. It's our identity. If you walk into a good all-pro store, you see a number of brands that are there, a number of categories that have the all-pro brand. It speaks to our identity. It's what connects a store in Boston, Massachusetts to a store in Seattle. It's the brand. And the more of our members to participate with it, uh, the, the stronger that identity becomes and the easier it is for our members to sell that brand to their contractors and have it be accepted. And so let's talk a little bit specifically about uh, some of the items that we're talking about. Sure. If you don't mind, uh, I, I, I have some experience with the Zinzer program uh, because I am an all-pro dealer and because I stock that. And so basically the way it works, and, and jump in if, if I'm not uh, explaining this correctly, but we buy Zinzer products like Coverstain and 123 and other Zinzer products. We buy them identical to the original in a brand that says a different name other than Coverstain Correct. or Bin. And then, and we buy them cheaper that way than we would if we were to just go to Zinzer and just buy the Coverstain. Absolutely, cover stain and again, it has that specific, in this particular case, it's called All Prime, and it can only be purchased right. at an All Pro member. And what's unique about All Prime is that's actually a co-brand. And by co-brand, I think you noticed on that, there's a the Zinzer logo 
that helps you tell that story that this in, in effect is one, two, three, or bin or cover stain or, or whatever you purchased on it. So that co-branding is something that we felt that was necessary um, because of how specific that product is uh, in terms of there's not a lot of others like it for a contractor that's used to using it. And because of that, it's been very successful. Right. And so give me an idea of what some of the other products that you might see in uh, in an all-pro dealer and uh, that would not be the paint, not be the Zinsser that you sure. might see. And by the way, it's growing quickly, and that's uh, something we put a huge emphasis on. Applicators would be a very, very large category. We have two sources of private label brushes and rollers. Uh, we also have two sources of mini rollers uh, for our members. And, you know, applicators obviously are very skew intensive. And so there's a huge program right. for each of those. We just launched a new professional applicator line at our past spring trade show, and we're very successful in getting those placements. And uh, that's a very big category for us. Another one is caulk. We have three suppliers for our private label caulk, and that's a very large and growing category for us as well. And in many cases, there's not an identical branded equivalent, meaning they formulated it for our group. So there's a unique product um, because of the company that um, in particular that makes our, our this, this brand, they've done a great job getting it placed, getting it in the hands of contractors and getting it accepted. So that's a, a real win for our members. Tape, another category. We have two suppliers for our, our private label tape, uh, two large suppliers for them. And uh, again, that's something that you could only get in an all-pro store. It's identical to the branded equivalent, and we're very successful in buying truckloads and, and passing those savings on to our members and getting that into the hands of the contractors. Abrasives is a new category um, that we just added a supplier to, but we have two suppliers for abrasives. So there's more, um, but those are some of the major ones. Solvents, I'm sorry, let me just back up. Solvents is a really big one. Solvents is something that typically um, our members would buy through distribution, be it our distribution or outside distribution. Uh, it's difficult to buy direct on that, given the fact that you can't store it without certain um, facilities to do that for ventilation. So we just added a second source for our solvents. We have two suppliers for our solvent program, and those are huge investments for our distribution centers. We had to put what we call affectionately known as boom rooms in each of them and uh, adhere to the local fire codes. And so is that an obligation of the dealer to participate in those programs? How does that work? When they come in, do they have to uh, commit to buying a certain number of, uh, of items from these manufacturers or from AllPro? Or how does that work when you join AllPro? Sure. It's part of our bylaws that each member uh, support the AllPro brand by participating okay. with eight lines. We have 32 and growing, so eight is a very low threshold um, to show your support for the group. And we define support by $1,000 per SKU. So the bar is set low. I'm very, very happy and proud to say that the vast majority of our members support us with 20-plus lines. As you being a member and been a participant to our spring show, we like to give stars out and shirts and a lot of fanfare for our members that really support us. How does that help the group more? So I happen to be one of those dealers. Uh, I, I like the branding. And so I have, you know, 20, maybe more uh, of the all pro lines in my store. But how does that I, I understand how that helps me. But how does that help the group? Well, it helps the group, first of all, because we, we work really hard with our suppliers to to have them invest um, in, in packaging and resources to produce this for us. So obviously, we want to 
uh, pay them back on their investment and make it a successful program. But uh, as I opened up with earlier on, strategically, it starts to build our identity throughout the industry. And I'll tell you, somebody who's been in this role for going on five years now, uh, when a Sherwin-Williams store calls our office looking for an all-pro tape or an all-pro abrasive, it, it makes me know that we're doing our job. Yes. I, I, I like that story. I like that story a lot. It happens quite often. Yeah, I like that story a lot. So you, you guys must have, uh, I understand there's 300 members, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about those relationships in a little while. Sure. But you, you must have a lot of supplier relationships. Our, you know, I'll tell you, culturally, in, in this group, and our suppliers are just as important to us as our, as our members. And, and in my eyes, I don't look at them any differently. As you know, um, we're selective, and that's not in any kind of bragging sort of way. It's just that our culture is to bring in suppliers that will focus on our members, that will get to know our members, that will invest the resources to make our members successful. And then it's our job to rally around those suppliers. And so we're careful on the suppliers that we bring in because it's our obligation to make sure that they're successful and that they uh, feel that this is a winning part of their business. So our suppliers are very important, just like our members. And so tell me, how does uh, that relationship start, right? So if, if AllPro is a, a very large group, I don't, I don't know the total uh, dollar purchases that we represent, but I suspect it's well in excess of a billion dollars. And it's so, right around there. Right. And so, so that's... Uh, a pretty high number for purchasing. And so that means that everybody wants to sell you tape or sell you rollers or sell you whatever else it is that, that dealers need. How does a, a vendor sort of rise above that and get be, and get to be noticed by AllPro? Earlier in my career, I've called on the home centers. And, and, and the home centers, if you're successful and you put together a program, you get what's called, at least in the day, a host order, meaning a buyer can automatically get you inside a thousand stores. That's the good news. The bad news is you can lose a line review and be out of those thousand stores just as quickly as you're in those thousand stores. Right. With All Pro, it's hard work. All Pro, it's it's you know if you come into our office, you'll see a map with 300 flags on it, and it's literally engaging those 300 flags and learning those businesses and learning the families and the operations and starting to build. It takes time. We have some very successful suppliers that it takes several years before they really gain some real traction in the group. But what happens in All Pro because of the culture of the group is once you start to have some success, our members talk to each other, mm -hmm. and we encourage that. You you've those shows, shows particularly yeah. at those shows. I mean, yeah. I, I'll tell you, Mark, early in my career when I when I went to a first All-Pro show, I'm like, why in the heck are they ending at one in the afternoon? Why are they not going till six? Right. But the reality is the culture of the group is to know each other where the suppliers can learn the members and the members can learn the members and it becomes very personal. And, and, and these members start to sell on behalf of the suppliers because of the success they've had with it. And it snowballs. And I can see it in the numbers and, you know, the five years that I've been here and I'm paying close attention to the numbers. But it still starts with the supplier. It takes hard work. We have a, a myriad of resources that we can apply to help the supplier. But without the supplier just basically getting on airplanes and getting in front of our members, using our shows effectively and following up the good old fashioned selling, you won't have the success in this group that you could have. Right. And so tell me, are, are the members required when a, when a new vendor comes forward and, and you or, or your committees as, as they uh, may be configured, uh, offer an opportunity to a manufacturer to, to give a deal to all pro, are the members then required to pony up a check and, and take in a program? 
they're not required. And as you know, as an independent owner, it's hard for anybody to tell you to do anything you don't want to do because you're an owner. Yes. And, and our members are no different. All of our members are very similar to you. It's encouraged. It's encouraged to give a new supplier at least the opportunity to sell you. And by an opportunity, that means a sit down. If it's not right for your business, I would never ask you to take something in that's not good for your business. But you wouldn't know that unless you sat down with them. So the only real obligation that I feel a, a good member has or a member has is to at least listen to a supplier. I think that's the culture of the group that you at least give them an opportunity to say, and if it's not right for you, then that's fine. And, you know, we do also have a lot of suppliers that are very regional based. And, and a good example of that would be a rag supplier. If you have distribution in a particular area, then you're going to be stronger than an area that you don't have distribution in terms of your ability to ship products. Um, so in, in that case, I would not expect somebody in the western part of the country to want to meet with somebody who doesn't have the facility to service them. Gotcha. And what about, how does all of that fit in? I know that uh, you had mentioned before that you have three warehouses already with, with a fourth on the way. Uh, how does that fit into your warehouse strategy? So are these products that dealers are buying direct from the manufacturer? Or are they buying them from your warehouse with, a, with an all-pro label? How is that working? It's common. Initially, when the warehouse uh, is were designed, or, or you know, the thought process was to make it a, a fulfillment center for the All Pro brand. But there are several suppliers that lend themselves to distribution. I mentioned solvents would be a great example of that. Stains is another good example of that. Um, in many cases, applicators is another example of that. So what started uh, off was basically a conduit to get the All Pro brand more efficiently than buying direct from several suppliers has morphed itself into more of a true distribution model in the respect that we'll buy large quantities of tape and resell them to our members and basically pass along 100% of the costs. And so as, as they By have- By costs, grown, you mean 100% of the savings? Savings, sorry. Right, yeah, right. Savings. Absolutely. And, you know, again, our model being different, you know, we are a member-funded group, so our, our members basically pay for all of our operations. Our job is to save our members money, so we're not looking to buy big and make money. We're looking to buy big and help our members make money by, right. you know, obviously acquiring the products uh, more cost-effectively. And those items that are coming from your warehouse, are those all, all pro-branded items, or can I get Rock Miracle paint remover and 3M masks and other items that are sort of nationally branded? I would say about 60% of what's sold through our warehouses are all pro-branded and 40% are non-all pro-branded, but that 40% is growing. And as you know, as a member, we've invested heavily on new technology for our websites and uh, where we have a nice Magento-based business-to-business type uh, website. In addition, we've invested heavily in EDI, uh, where our members could literally connect to our SAP system from their systems and bypass the website altogether. I think the future for distribution is technology is going to win the day. If you can make it easier to do business with your warehouse, you're more apt to do that. And whereas the buying group, the, the culture of the all-pro buying group is, obviously, I, I believe that each of our members and owner would automatically look to um, put their business within the group. The distribution centers is basically, um, I have to out-compete non-all-pro distribution centers to win the business. It's, a, it's slightly different than the typical buying group type of, um, or the all-pro type of program. I have to compete at their level. 
I can't expect a member to want to buy from our distribution centers unless I can ship it as quickly as the competitors can, if it's priced competitively, and our technology is at, is equal to, or if not better, than their alternatives that are out there. So in many respects, what you're saying is you've set up little distribution businesses around the United States like we have them locally, only they would be supplying uh, not just all pro branded stuff, but nationally branded stuff as well, just like I could get from any other the distributors in the market, Lancasters or anything like that. Absolutely. And, and I do believe once we get our fourth distribution center uh, in the middle of the country, we'll be uh, on a very short list of national distributors. Um, difference being we only distribute to our members. I was just going to ask you about that. And so now if you find yourself in a city, uh, you open up this fourth uh, distribution center and you find yourself in a city that doesn't have an all pro member, but there's somebody there with 30 stores. Are, are you looking to have him help your volume or is this exclusively a benefit for the members? Exclusively a benefit for the members. It's the members money that paid for it. It's, right. it's the, the members group that put it together. And so let's talk a little bit, uh, if we can transition over to the membership experience. Let's talk a little bit about who it is that you're looking for, how you guys are, are growing. And I want to get into a little bit, I know that you've got a, a team of guys, a team of, of workers that go around the country uh, interacting with, uh, uh, with the All-Pro members. I want to talk a little bit about what they're doing as well. But, but let's, let's start with just what, what is, is All-Pro looking uh, for from a dealer if, if a dealer is thinking about joining the group? Well, the first thing is because we're member funded, and I hate to overuse that word, but it's really an important distinction from, from other groups, that means they pay fees. So for in order for them to, to win in this, they have to be able to buy direct enough to offset the fees that they pay to be in the group. So theoretically, you have to buy you know, several hundred thousand dollars worth of products and save a significant amount to offset the cost to get into the group. So we're looking for independent retailers that uh, do a large enough volume where this group would be a fit. Like every business, not everybody's a fit for your business. Right. So we're, we're seeking those that would obviously benefit from being in the group. And so basically what you're saying, if I could just stop you there for a second. Sure. So it, the fees are a, a, a dollar a year. Uh, a new member has to be able to to save more than a dollar a year to justify it. Otherwise, it might not be the fit you're looking for. Exactly. And okay. the other piece of it, and you know, this is a sensitive piece to it, um, our value proposition to our suppliers is manyfold, but first and foremost is our ability to pay the bill. Yeah. So 100% of the bill is due on time, and, and we're very uh, efficient at paying our suppliers on time and in and, and one check. So there's a huge... Uh, gain for a supplier. And of course, we leverage that for programming and all sorts of benefits for our members. So for a prospect, you A, have to do the volume and B, you have to be financially strong enough that this group's a fit. Now, we've ran into cases where there's a retail that does the volume, but because of how they structure their finances, we're just not a fit. Right. So what I've learned in my time here is I'm really paying close attention to the model of the prospect to make sure that they'd fit and that we'd be a benefit to them. And are you looking to have an all-pro um, member in every city? Is, is that your goal? Or what, what is it that you guys are looking to uh, accomplish as far as distribution across the United States? Well, of course, any business wants to grow. And as a group, we want to grow. I mean, you know, if you're looking at Sherwin-Williams as, as, you know, around 4,500 stores, 
then obviously we want to keep pace with that. And, and why we want to keep pace is so that we can, uh, A, keep our suppliers healthy, uh, B, make sure that they keep investing in our channel, uh, and make sure that the independents are successful. So just like anything, you want to grow. Secondly, like every industry uh, today, you're seeing consolidation. And our members are buying our members. And so um, the demographic of our group is changing. We're having these larger chains, which is great because they can obviously compete. So I'd like to keep up with that consolidation and keep bringing in newer members. And so, you know, in a perfect world, you're right. You'd go to every city and you'd find the best retailer there and they'd become an all-pro member. Um, but there's, in some realities, they're just not a fit or they don't want to be in the group. So, but we have plenty of geography where we don't have enough uh, coverage. And we've also looked internationally. I think you remember we brought in our first member from the United Kingdom. Yes, I uh, do London uh, Decorating Merchants. They're doing a great job. And, you know, an independent in, in, in London or in England has very many of the same challenges as an independent in Canada, the U.S., or Mexico, or elsewhere. And so there's lots of geography to go after to find members that can add value to our group and make us a stronger group that are in places you wouldn't think of. Mike, are you concerned at all about the trend towards uh, mega dealers and the impact that will have on, on your group or as the channel as a whole? Concerned in a way that I think it's uh, natural in the sense that you're seeing in other industries, but am concerned in the sense of what it means for the group and just how we're structured. And one of the things that we're doing is we're sending the business development team out into the marketplace and we're looking for other members. And in many cases, our members are purchasing other members. And so we're seeing that consolidation. And I think it's great. I think some of our larger members, as they're growing and, and building resources, they can better compete in today's markets, particularly with the company-owned stores. But I also like the demographics of the group where you have a lot of single stores or one to five store members that have the ability to grow into those chains into the future. So it's important that I go out there and find um, prospective members that fit our culture and, and have the potential to grow. Right. And and so once these dealers join the network, uh, what what sort of happens for them? What What can they expect after that? So they join up. Are they now purchasing differently? Are they paying differently? What's sort of the experience for them there? It's a process. And, and, and you know, you can't upend your whole business model in, in, in a given month or a given day. So it's a process. And that's one of the, the reasons why the business development team is so important. And, and one of the things that we did differently is we've restructured the business development team so there's more flexibility where they spend their time. And I prefer that they spend a lot of time with our newer members to help them understand our systems, understand how you can look up programs on our website, how you facilitate the orders and you contact the suppliers and work the billing and, and train their accounting departments to understand how they pay their statements and look at their statements. There's a lot. And there's, it's, it's more than you can take in a few months. So it generally takes a couple of years before you really start to maximize uh, the group. And, and then the group's changing, right? You've seen how many new things that we've added yes. over the last few years. Yes. And, and you know, that's going to accelerate and not slow down. So even a member that's been here. Including some things that uh, are kind of off the beaten path as far as what I was expecting. But I noticed at the shows, this doesn't apply to, to my stores necessarily. But you guys are doing flooring now and a couple of other areas that, that kind of caught me off guard. Absolutely. And that, believe it or not, that was a cold call. 
um, is just uh, it was one of those things where I, you know you want your members, right, our retailers, to basically be able to, to grow their their market share. And if they can't grow it in one segment, then they can diversify and look to grow it in other areas. It just makes them a stronger business. So without a lot of investment, if all of a sudden you can pivot and 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 go into a different direction and bring in a whole new revenue source that makes you a stronger business, that means you can buy more paint. That means you can be more aggressive when you go after market share. It diversifies your business. And all I want to do is give our members the opportunity. So you go after great suppliers that have great resources that you know have already invented the wheel, so to speak, in that category, and you give them exposure to our members. And you you know you feel so passionate about our members, and and you know sometimes these are second, third generation owned stores. So, Mike, you had uh, mentioned the business development team a couple of times. Why don't you tell me what it is that they're doing for members? Well, the business development team, first of all, calls on all of our members. And, and it's not a sales call in the, in the typical sense that, you know, they're going to show them all sorts of stuff and want them to place an order. It's designed to, A, connect our members, right? For instance, if one member was looking to get into a particular category and a business development team uh, member saw that, they could put them in touch with another member that's similar to their business that already did that and help them uh, to learn some of the things that they've already learned. So in that sense, uh, it really helps them grow. Second sense is we have so many new programs and so many new suppliers, and and you know our members are so busy, particularly uh, when the weather breaks and it's the busier times, they don't always have time to go back and, and and take advantage of all those programs. So a business development manager will meet with them and review all the different programs that we have if it's applicable to their business. And, and we're constantly coming out with pool buys and different promotions, make sure that they understand that and don't miss any of those opportunities for them. And then also, they're there to sell the all-pro brand. You know, as we opened up with, we're, we're very um, serious about growing our brand and investing a lot of resources in it. And so they're there to show them the savings, show them the different uh, programs and different categories that we're expanding to. So this group, the business development team, these are the people that are really most in front of your dealers. Absolutely. Give me an idea how how uh, often uh, dealers can be expecting a visit from them. Uh, well, if you're a newer member, uh, and obviously you're you're really learning our systems um, from the beginning, and and it takes more time, it can be three to four times a year, if not more. If you're an existing member, at the very minimum, you'd see them once a year, and in most cases, twice a year. And what what is the nature of that conversation? Is that is that just a half an hour in your store, or is that a a half a day, and you're having dinner together? What's what is that all about? It's generally a half a day, and, it, and it's really designed um, for our members to, to really tap into the business development manager. Think about it. They're in front of so many like right. businesses, and they get to see so much throughout the country. It can help them, um, A, plan for a, a new product line or, or diversifying their business. It can help them take advantage of programs that they're not taking advantage of. It lets the business development manager show them the savings that they can have with the all-pro brand and help them take advantage of some of that. Um, just as you know, we have a myriad of new programs and, and that we're doing for our members, and sometimes it's overwhelming for a member to stop and really uh, focus on all the different things that we're coming out with. It helps them slow down, meet with them, and just look at all the things that they have at their disposal to take advantage and of. You had mentioned before that that these people uh, have all had previous experience in the paint industry. Can you talk a little bit about what you look for uh, in in that role? Well, first, 
the culture. You want them to be able to fit what we're trying to do with our members. And again, this isn't a typical, I'm going to see you and I want to sell you a pallet of something. This is more really trying to understand your business, have a great understanding of what All Pro has, and then a great understanding of all the other members and what they do well so that they can facilitate that sharing. So the first thing is that you're looking for is somebody that can do that. Secondly, you have to have pain experience. You have to be from this industry just to get the credibility or just get the attention of somebody like yourself when they call on you. And for that, you either have to have a background of owning stores, so you understand some of the challenges of, of doing that, or selling into this industry uh, for a significant period of time where you get exposure to so many different types of retailers and, and product lines and just how this business works. So these are people that are very experienced in this in this sort of channel. These are not kids out of college that you're just going around uh, introducing to your dealers. No, and, and, and two of our four business development managers own significant sized businesses for many, many years and, and chose to sell them and certainly can share those experiences of what worked and, and certainly what didn't. And then two of our other um, business development managers have sales backgrounds and management backgrounds and been in this business basically their entire career. So the four of them combined bring an incredible amount of experiences. Wow. Plus, they, they know virtually all of our members. And, and you know, like I said earlier, a, a store in Boston, Massachusetts can have a lot in common with a store in Seattle, being both uh, in urban-type settings. And being able to leverage back and forth and help those members talk to each other and learn from each other is, is probably as important as any buying program. And you've talked a number of times over the course of, of this conversation about the, the culture among the All-Pro members. That's got to be a way to, to help keep your culture together, is if you've got these same uh, you said four people traveling around the country, meeting your members all the time, speaking the the story of All Pro, right? Absolutely, but you know we do other things too. I mean, our All Pro University, when we brought in um, all the next generation, we brought in eighty. Uh, 40 and unders, and, and you develop that network so that they start to learn each other, introduce them to each other, get to know each other. So the next time they see the, each other at a show, it's not the first time, and you develop that network that way. Same thing with our shows. Why we end at 1 o'clock or noon, and we expect you to be at the pool um, or golfing or whatever, is so you spend time together. And everything that we do basically facilitates that togetherness, not just with our members, but with our suppliers. And then, of course, there's the business aspect of the group, which is also important. And so that's what makes our shows unique. And you talked uh, about the All Pro University. Uh, what other kind of uh, sort of high level programs are you guys offering uh, along those lines to help your dealers succeed? Well, for two years, we've done the, like you said, the All Pro U Next Generation, where we're targeting the 40 and under so that they have the similar All Pro experience as our, their parents or the generation above them that have you know, worked together for many years. What we're doing next year is we're taking um, members that have anywhere between two and maybe five stores. We haven't completely formalized what the agenda is because they have similar challenges, and we're going to bring them together and let them start to get closer and, and start to network work amongst each other and knowledge share and help each other. And I did the same thing for our largest members that have 30 plus stores where I brought them together and they start to develop a network and rely on each other and help each other. And in many cases, I'm and, and we're working together to take somebody who's going from five stores and they're remodeling or trying something different. You put them on an airplane and go visit a member that can help them with that. Um, that back and forth is, is certainly critical. 
And that's so when when you're when you say the culture of all pro, you're talking about using the members to support other members. That sounds like what you're talking about when you say culture, right? Absolutely. To support, to be open and, and to share and, 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 and share everything that you've learned and learn from others. And, and that's what really helps each member do well. So, Mike, we're, we're coming to the end of our time. Uh, would you like to share a personal message directly with the listeners, uh, the vast majority of which are, are independent paint retailers? I'm sure some of them are all pro dealers as well. So if there's anything at all on your mind, feel free. Well, well first of all, all pro obviously is a group of members, and, and, and certainly we always want all of our members to do well. But we also want the independent channel to do well, whether you're an all pro member or not. And I think our culture is something that is not just exclusive to our group. I think our members would go out of their way to help any retailer out. Um, because at the end of the day, I think our success is tied together. And so the other part I'd like to share is that um, invest heavily on, on your infrastructure and, and your systems and your people. Some of the things that we've come out with recently is healthcare programs, 401k programs, training programs, all designed so that you can attract talent, retain talent, and be able to compete with the national chains. And, and that's important. I believe, obviously, we're in the service business, and, and for service, you need good people. And the millennials that are quickly coming into the workforce, those are some of the things that we're going to look for. And we want to gear our members so that they can take advantage of that and, and have all um, the programs necessary to attract that talent. Well, that's a great way to end it. Uh, Mike Bodwin, Executive Vice President of the All Pro Corporation, thank you very much for being on my podcast today and continued success in the work you do trying to make the independent dealer channel stronger. Mark, thanks so much. It was a pleasure. This is Mark, my words, and I'm your host, Mark Lipton. Thank you for listening and check your inbox for notifications of more podcasts and blog posts at marklipptonpaint.com.